welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Hey. How you feeling today? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm feeling good, man. I'm about to do a rookie mock draft part do. Do. Yeah, do-do. Well, really, round-do. Okay, round-do. <laughs> Not round-two, round-do. Round-do. That's a little Francois for you uh, uh, non-bilingual people out there, for those such as I and yeah. Elamate, yes. which is another language you might not understand. <laughs> for those of you that don't speak habla espanol. Ooh, look at this. Brought to you by... DynastyNerds.com. There you go. Say, just us, right? Yeah, we don't we do not do a lot of sponsors on this show, which we probably should so we can put yeah. some money in our pockets. That'd be cool. You know, instead of telling people to buy Dynasty Nerds shirts all the time and make donations or con- contributions. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on that. But we don't like to filter on the show. But we do got some exciting things that, uh, coming up that we like to announce. Right. Uh, one, as always, it's not really a promotion, just helping another uh, site out that we really love, which is at uh, realitysportsonline.com. Again, if you like auction leagues or you want to try something new that's like really close to being a real NFL GM, check them out. They're awesome. And if you use the promo code NERDS10, you get 10% off. Mm, check them out. That. Just watch your video and you'll, you'll like it. We're, we're in a league, the RSO league, and it's, right. it's fun stuff, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. So, um, Bud- and budget your time correctly, though. Those, those, those auctions do take a little bit longer. Yes. Don't think you need as much time per clock. That's the biggest thing I would say is like, don't think. I think we set it to the max on yeah. the clock. And, you, need, and, you should man. have like 10 seconds to make, your, <laughs> to make a bid. If that, honestly, that's the most time you should have. But it's an auction league, and right. it's really fun because it's, like, it's contract-based. Right. Again, if you use the promo code NERDS10, they give you 10% off. Right on. That's some serious. It's like somebody in the league is joining for free. Basically. And that could be you. That could be Don't you. Don't tell anybody to use the promo code. Hey, <laughs> code. Hey, guys, it's 7 bucks a person. <laughs> Excellent. Uh <laughs> Long and like, as, as long as none of your other league mates listen to us. Yeah, and, I, and like, you're in the clear. I gave a shout-out to MyFantasyLeague.com mm-hmm. last week when you weren't here. I did a okay. Dynasty Startup Mock nice. by myself using ADP. Okay. Uh, and I gave them a, a good, nice plug just because, again, I love what they do. They appreciate it. They gave us uh, a whole MFL 10 league to give out. Oh, cool. To compete versus me and you. you nice. And so we're going to be two of the 10, or is it 10 or 12? Uh, 12. So we're gonna, there's gonna be ten spots open for this twelve team league. Yeah. So cool. I know. Uh, I just we gotta figure out how to get those ten spots away. And for those of you guys that don't know, the MF the MLF tens are you basically just draft your team, and and don't touch it the rest of the year. You don't touch it the rest of the year, and mm-hmm. it's based off the you know the computer does all the rest of it for you. Yep. And the two highest scoring uh, teams at the end of the year win the money. Right. So they're really popular. I mean, I might as well plug this for them too as well, real quick. MFL tens, MFL twenty fives, MFL fifties. MFL 100s. Basically, you can do one today. Uh, as soon as they fill up, you do your draft online. Right. Uh, it's just a slow uh, snake draft in uh, by email, and you draft your team, and then you don't touch it. Right. It's almost like you're doing a mock draft, except you get to keep the teams. Yes. So if somebody gets hurt, eh, you're screwed. Right. But if they don't, you're not. Right. Uh, I came in second place in one, and I didn't really. I did all mine real early. It didn't really work out too well for me. Well, yeah, the earlier the earlier you do it, the more yeah. likely you are to get screwed took, by something. I took Josh Hill in a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That burns. But we have 10, 10 to give away. So literally, it's like a free 10 bucks to anybody you want 
to give it to. And there's a cash prize involved. In yeah, this? cash. Nice. So you literally have a chance to win. So it's a ten dollar value, but you can win like ninety bucks. Sweet. And there's something like that we I've been talking to you about for a couple of weeks. Uh, September Madness we're gonna launch courtesy of Dynasty Nerds, and we're gonna try and run it on my fantasy league too. Uh, just to give you guys a heads up, we're gonna look to be giving away not giving away, but it's gonna be an opportunity for you to compete in something that I created myself uh, called September Madness. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pat yourself, pat yourself on the back. I thought it was a great <laughs> idea. And basically, for people like you and I, who, right. who've never filled out a March Madness bracket in our lives. Never, ever. I figured, hey, that's not fair. I don't want to fill out a bracket, but how do I get a piece of this action? How do I feel what these people feel that makes this such a great event? And I was like, well, fantasy football. Hello. Right? All right. So what we're going to do, it's going to start, obviously, in uh, the football season, week one. We're going to do something called September Madness. Four conferences, 16 teams per conference. Uh, everybody drafts a team. And then week one, you're in the playoffs. And that's it. That's if it. you lose, you're out. You lose, you're out. If you win, you're in. The cream will rise to the top. So it's really raw right now, but we will be taking uh, entries right. soon. Right. Uh, we'll use the hashtags uh, September Madness. We got to hammer out some details, of course. We got to hammer out the details. But we but have to, we have till September. Exactly. Right. But we might fill it up because maybe we'll fill up two. Leagues. Yeah. Who knows? Because you'll have sixty-four chances. I'll be in it. Are you gonna do one? I'm in. Yeah. So I think we're gonna do it. It's gonna be like twenty bucks a team. Maybe we'll do one for ten bucks a team too. But basically, I think like first, like each conference. If you win your conference, you'll win a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. Again, raw rules right now. That's right. what we kind of have attentively. And if you come in first place, you'll win like. 900 bucks and then second place will do like a prize as well uh but 900 bucks off 20 bucks right and basically be 64 teams you keep playing you keep playing every week so week one you'll be in the playoffs right and then if you lose you're out if you win you go on so if you played march madness you know exactly how it works if you don't like it man i well just keep winning yeah just keep winning is the the formula correct so 64 teams winner does not take all but winner takes majority there you go so you have a chance to win, like, off of your 20 bucks, 900 bucks. That's pretty sweet. Or dollars. Dineros, rubles. Yeah. You, d- you don't want pesos. You don't want pesos. Those things are, like, worthless. Uh, so, and I, I know we'll use the hashtag September Madness. No concert uh, contest, but whoever wants to join, we'll have a sign-up page, and we'll obviously promote on the podcast. And it should be pretty fun. Yeah, we'll figure it it's out. It's an idea yeah. I had. Sounds fun. Everybody I've kind of run it past so far with the site and friends thinks it's a terrific idea. It's like like most of my ideas. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, let's start a website called DynastyNerds.com. <laughs> yes, excellent. excellent. So that's a lot of promos we just did for my fantasy league. I know. Reality sports online. And, and our, ourselves. And our own self. But I'm really excited about the September Madness thing. But we'll get into that later. Today we're doing. We're doing our, our uh, round two of the mock draft. Yeah. That so, we already started a couple weeks back. Um, two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. So Matt and I were talking and we we're like, hey. You know, we want to do more rookie in-depth analysis, and we want to dig really deep. And with the NFL draft right around the corner, it's kind of like to the point of like, well, why would we really dig really, really deep and then, then redo it again, like literally like a week later? So we decided that what we want to do is we want to do a round two draft here too. Still talk rookies up to the draft, but the draft's only three weeks away. Right. And as soon as that draft hits, with this draft class, we feel like, some of these guys are so close, and some of these guys who might be a little bit more down, their value might even skyrocket a little bit more with where they get drafted in the NFL. 
instead of holding off on some of these later guys, like the top guys we've been talking about for months. Right. So for some of these later guys, let's hold off. Right after the NFL draft, you and I agree that we're going to dive in and we're going to do a hardcore podcast here with in-depth analysis to get you ready for your rookie draft for every draftable player pretty much through like four or five rounds. And we may end up even doubling up a couple, right, and, and sending out more than one in, in a week. Is that yeah. So the plan is to do that. Some people want to have their uh, draft. Some people may have their draft right after the NFL draft, and that's fine. Right. I know we like to wait like three weeks to kind of let everybody set their draft board, uh, do a little research. And it's not to the point where, hey, you don't know anything about these guys. Right. It's more to reset your draft board and mm-hmm. get ready and do a little bit more research about schemes and, hey, what did I miss? You know what I mean? What did, what did this NFL team and scout system show me that I missed on this guy? Why don't I have him as high as he went drafted? Right. And then you go, you make a point like, okay, well, they're idiots. That's fine. I, don't, I still don't want this guy. Or maybe you're like, oh, okay, I did miss this. I want to change my board and get it set. And, I mean, these are big decisions we have to make. This is dynasty fantasy football. You draft these guys, and you have them forever. So you want to have as much information as possible. And what team they go to is an extremely important part of that puzzle. Yeah, it definitely matters. It's one of the major pieces of the puzzle. You know, you can have Derek Henry, or you can have one of these running backs in a certain spot, and then all of a sudden they go to Miami. Well, they're going to jump up a little bit because we know Miami desperately needs a running back, right? Or, or Dallas, or I mean, or Dallas, exactly. I, I guess Dallas is kind of they have Alfred Morris. He's right. all that he answers all the problems there. Not hello, not it's Alf. Right, he's not eating your cat. He's running, scoring touchdowns. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is, like Matt said, we think we're going to dig in. We're going to get in like a Saturday night, going to pour some cups of coffee, mm-hmm. and we're going to record in depth episodes on the running backs and like the only way to get that out is in time there's no way we want to run it like a month and a half two months after the nfl draft you want to have your rookie you want to have your rookie draft in between then so what we think we're going to do is we're going to run multiple podcasts right after nfl draft so we'll have one come out like wednesday right and thursday i know i know stop jumping up and down and throwing confetti in the air uh, get get back in your lane if you're driving and listening to this. I know you're excited. <laughs> That's right. More than one Dynasty Nerds podcast per week. Per, per week. Yeah. Just right after the draft because we want to make sure you get all that information. Again, we promised you that by the time your rookie draft came along, you'd be the most prepared. Right. So we are going to uphold that promise, and we're going to do probably the first week after NFL draft, we'll do Wednesday, Thursday episode of Running Backs. We're going to cover every running back that we think you should be that should be draftable at least within like a five round rookie draft. Right on. again, this, we're talking like sixty players we're going to cover here. Right, and then the following week we'll do receivers. So the receiver show to get all those in, it might be two episodes Wednesday, Thursday, but like long episodes. Yeah, th- I mean, uh, generally there's a lo- there's more wide receivers than I know. Last year we did three episodes right. on wide receivers, so right. either would we'll do two longer episodes. Or like to kind of break it down for you so you don't have to keep doing it. Maybe we'll do like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday episodes. Or Wednesday, Thursday, and then the next week, clean it up and then with do... With one, and then do... That's not a bad idea. And then come back with the late round rookie wide receivers and then do quarterbacks, tight ends, which is always one show. Yes. So in three weeks, so if you go on off your rookie draft for three weeks, we'll bring you all the information you need to help you set your draft board. And I know for like us personally, the Dynasty Nerds, we like to, again, we like to give it like three weeks, four weeks. Again, sometimes it's hard. Like if you do something with us, we do we get together for it. Right. To get everybody together on the same page. If you do it online, that's fine as well. Yeah, online ones are pretty much easier to, to coordinate and all that. But. And if you don't want our help, well, why are you listening? Go in it 
alone. So I understand. Like if you held, but even if you hold, have your draft two weeks after the NFL draft, that's why we do receivers and rookies first. That you'll have that information. Receivers and, and wide receivers. Wide receivers running and backs. running backs first. You'll at least have that information, which is almost some of the most important information you can have. So I agree. Th- that's what we're going to do. Again, we don't want to go into like late round rookie uh, details when we're just going to do it again in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Makes sense to makes me. Makes sense to us. All right. Does it make sense to you guys out there? I'll wait. Oh, okay. Here that we was, are. That was crickets. Yeah, I didn't they, hear anything. They, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear the crickets. <laughs> so... Let's pick up where we left off. Now, if you missed the last episode of the Rookie Mock Draft, which I don't think anybody did that's listening to this because the amount of downloads on that thing was ridiculous. Right on. Uh, pretty re- Thank you, guys, yeah. by the way. Uh, so the first, the first round went like this. It went you, a little you, something you like were, this. You were Hit picking it. first, and then I was picking second. We just alternated. Did I pick first? You sure did. Let me check. First? Okay. Yeah, you did. I, so I took Ezekiel Elliott. Then you took Laquan Treadwell second. Pretty easy. And then I took Josh Dotson. Easy. Right. Then you took Kenneth Dixon. Right on. Which might surprise some, but did not. I like the pick. Yeah. I took Corey Coleman at five. Right on. You took Sterling Shepard at six. Yes. I took Tyler Boyd at seven. Slightly shocking to me. You took Leonte Carew at eight. Slightly shocking to you. I took Michael Thomas at nine. Not a shock to anybody. You took Devontae Booker at 10. Shocked everybody. Solid pick. Yeah. I took Derrick Henry at 11. Uh huh. You took Alex Collins at twelve. Oh, yeah. And then we came back and said you would have took probably Alex Collins at ten over Booker. Possibly. Okay. So that's where we're at. Yep. Then we took a week off, and here we are. We've we've thought about it. We've debated. We're gonna get to round two. Right. And one thing I noticed getting ready for this second round draft for me to dominate hashtag he, hashtag Team Rich hashtag F Matt uh, <laughs> is. That I, haters gotta hate. I would love to like. I would just love to move out of like picks like those like eight to twelve range, and pick up two second rounders in that like top five, top six second rounder. Just because I feel like these guys aren't that far off from the guys that we already drafted. If you could get two picks in that in that range that you're talking to, just to move back, then I would do that. Yeah, because they are there are you're gonna get a very similar player as far as quality. In, yeah, in anywhere in round two, like the even, first half of it. Especially. Even now, two weeks later, like I have Michael Thomas and Tyler Boyd pretty close. So like Michael Thomas wouldn't slip till nine, and for me personally, but if he was there at nine, somebody really wanted Michael Thomas, which would make total sense to me because I have him like as a top six rookie. Michael Thomas, Ohio State. Michael Thomas, Ohio State. I could see somebody saying, "Hey, dude, I have picked two, two, one, and two, four. I'll give it to you." For me, for that person right there, I probably wouldn't do it, but still, to make sense, I probably. It makes sense you can come away with a receiver with a good just as upside with the same name right. and a running back. So let's get back into it. That would put me back on the clock. Yep, you're up, man. So I'm back on the clock here. And to me, I'm debating between two players here, a running back and a receiver. I won't say both names, but that's what I am debating between. I already know I took a receiver running back at 1-1 in Zeke. Now, when it comes to dynasty rookie picks, I don't care about stuff like that. I want to take best player available. No, I mean, I'll take four running backs if they fall that way. I don't care. And I'm really, as of today, I'm taking this receiver. But I'm the more momentum I'm getting, I feel like the better player has a good chance to be the running back right away. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take a receiver here, and I'm sticking, just like I said before, Mike Thomas, Southern Miss. Now, Mike Thomas is a smaller school receiver. 
But he's not a small receiver. He's 6'1", 200 pounds, so he's got that going yeah, for him. decent size. Uh, this is a guy who averaged 11.7 yards per target wow. in 2015. So that's not per catch. That's per target. Huh? Yeah, and since, like, 2005, with, like, players with, like, at least 80 targets, uh, he ranks in the top 20 of all FBS players. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive. If uh, if you if you ask me, yeah, no, he definitely has good seventy one receptions, you know, almost fourteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns in thirteen games. Right. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's really good. Um, he averaged close to twenty yards a catch. I mean, those are really good numbers. They're they're really solid. I, yeah, especially at the top of the second round, those it's a really nice pick for for me. Yeah, I mean the upside's really there. And now mm-hmm. there's always players like this, and some of them don't pan out, and some of them do. And for me. Again, I think the running back might be a safer pick here, but I, in fact, I already took Zeke one one, which would mean anything too. I want, I really like Mike Thomas. He's, I've been intrigued by this guy since the first time I found out about him, and I would just love to get a share of him here. And again, size, skill set, like you said, averaging almost twenty yards, uh, a, a reception. Right. You can't beat something like that. I mean, again, where he goes NFL draft now, again, that might change something for me. Right. You know where he goes, but for me, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I agree. So you like the pick? I like the pick. Yeah, I'm oh, down for that. Yeah, six one, two hundred pounds. Uh-huh. Big, strong receiver. So again, where he goes might change something for me. Right. But I would love to see him in a great position. Somebody that needs something, something with his guy. But again, he's coming from Southern Miss, so that's a big, that's a big jump. It is. But we def- see it all the time with good receivers. John Brown went to Pittsburgh State. Right. And that's not in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, it is not. So that puts me up one nothing on you. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to pick 2-2 two, two in the second round. You are on the clock. That sounds like a double deucer. Uh, more like a double dare, Mark Summers. Oh, my. Hit I'll, it. With the second pick in the second round, I'm going to pick Paul Perkins. Love it. Yeah, man. Um, Love it because I. Was that who you were debating? He's one of the guys. Okay. The running backs. Because I honestly would like, I flip-flop on him because I would take Paul Perkins almost ahead of Devontae Booker who went in the first round. I mean, here's a guy, he has, I mean, look at the production the past two years. In 2014, he had over 1,500 yards from scrimmage, uh, not even from scrimmage, just rushing, and then another 1,300 uh, in 2015. And then the the stat that really catches my eyes are, are the receptions. So, I mean, yes, 30 this past year for 200, uh, almost 250 yards, and then another 25 the year before that, 24 in 2013 so he's done it really consistently so you know the guy can catch out of the backfield he's one of these guys that in a ppr league he's really really valuable yes and that does help i mean he the one thing the biggest knock on paul perkins is he's a terrible pass protector right. he's terrible at blocking which kind of hurts his skill set of receiving because that's a third down role but his talent is there and this guy is really good i mean this guy average of he, he forced missed tackles once every 3.2 rush attempts. Yeah, he's got, I mean, he's, he's quick too, man. He's, he's elusive. Yeah, he's quick and he's elusive. He's a, he's a really nice back. I mean, he's, he's not a big guy. He's, nope. only, he's only around 210 pounds. But um, I think he, in, especially, you know, in today's game, he's a nice little PPR back. That, yeah. That'll definitely get you some points. And he's in the second so round. He's so elusive, right. man. He's so, and that's what I was saying when I watched his tape. I remember when we were talking like a month ago about mm-hmm. running backs. And I was like, I love Paul Perkins. Like, right. he's up there for me. So for me personally, like Devontae Booker, who I like, and again, I like a lot of these running backs. This is what I'm saying the NFL draft's going to come. A lot of these are going to change about opportunity. Mm-hmm. Again, talent supersedes all that. But for me, Paul Perkins is very intriguing. 
He's very he's and definitely intriguing. With Devontae Booker's knee injury history, age and everything, I think I would take Paul Perkins ahead of him at this point. Again, my my board changes at this point. The more tape I watch on one guy, I like this guy. So it's changing every day. But I really like the Paul Perkins pick. All right. Like you can easily take him in the first round as of Tate, and I wouldn't say, Oh, what are you doing? No, I mean here I mean, he's only two two picks into the second round, so you could definitely see him going late first as well. Um, by the time this is all, you know, said and done. And that's where it's, like, so if you have pick one eight, you have Leontay Cruz, who I like a lot. Right. Like I, again, Cruz one of those people that the more I watch of, I like more and more mm-hmm. and more. Just the way he catches the ball, it's like this guy's not dropping balls. Right. He, he reminds me of like that Anquan Bolden kind of mm-hmm. type. Um but like again, I like as much as I like Carew at one eight, I would love to slip down here if I can and get two one and two two and come up with Paul Perkins and uh, Mike Thomas. Right. And feel just as good about it. I yeah, I totally agree. So I do I like that pick. Uh I think it's a solid pick. And I'm gonna move on to two three. Are you right. okay with that? I'm good. Are you sure? I am, man. I think we covered it. So it's two three. I'm taking Jonathan Williams, running back, Arkansas. Five eleven, two hundred and twenty pounds. Now if it, he missed all of 2015, and I think right. if he with his foot surgery, and I, I really feel like if he didn't miss all 2015, there'd be a lot more hype going on Jonathan Williams, because in 2014 we're talking about a guy that averaged 91.5 yards per game, with a 5.6 yards per 5. carry. 5.6, and the year before that it was 6.0. Yes, so he had two extremely right. good years in 13 and 14, and this is a guy's a big guy, but with his when I watch his film. He's big, but he's elusive. He moves really he has well. Excellent balance, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. He's got a really, he's quick. He's got good power. He does like everything well. I agree. And when you miss a year because of an injury, people forget about you a little bit. Yeah, it hurts you right. as well. This right. is a guy who could be tremendous. Like he's gonna be, he could be a steal. And maybe now he might go higher in NFL draft because people see that at the same time, or maybe he slips. And we're not talking like ACL surgery. No, it's a foot surgery. Right. I mean, a lot of people thought Jonathan Williams and still think Jonathan Williams is he's the better Arkansas back coming in out of this draft. He's better than Alex Collins is what a lot of people think. And, it, it, and we talked about Alex Collins would be one of the better backs right. in the system as well. I mean, this guy, this is just a guy who the more tape I watch of him, right. the more I just I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Again, I like his stutter steps. I like the way he can get outside. I like the way he can run inside. Right. So. He can definitely do it all. He could be an all-around back. He has all the skill set. He doesn't catch a ton of uh, uh, balls, unfortunately. You know, only 11 receptions in 2014 and then 7 and 8. So, I mean. And I can live with that. I mean, not everybody's going to be catching the no, ball. No, not everyone I mean, is. And I wouldn't be drafting him to catch the ball. No. You know, I'm, I'm drafting him for where he goes in the NFL draft. It could be as high as the second round. He's big enough and physical enough, and I think his skill set, matches up that he could end up being a workhorse back for you you want a bold prediction I, b- I bet jonathan williams by the time your rookie draft runs around he's not going to be in this available for you here two three in the second round i bet he's gonna be a first round pick you think so in a rookie draft wow. i think i think you said like we like alex collins a lot we like Devonte booker who we took ahead of this mm-hmm. guy there wasn't a lot of other running backs in here but i have a feeling he could jump derrick henry possibly uh, probably not most likely but i can see jonathan williams end up being the third back off the board or fourth back at the worst off the board here. If you need, like we said, we did most, you know, all our running backs for the last three picks. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all receivers. Right. I could see Jonathan Williams squeaking his way in there ahead of a guy like Devontae Booker and Alex Collins. So going as high as pick is like one ten. You want to know a secret? What? Jonathan Williams already is ahead of Derrick Henry on my board. I know. <laughs> doesn't trick me too much yeah, here. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like he's one of those guys. Like 
he falls in that Bishop Renke status of where like all of a sudden he gets drafted way higher, and now everybody else is like, oh well, oh, I've got it. He's he's got to jump up my boards. Right, right. So if you're if you're running back desperate and say like Jonathan Williams ends up being the third back taken in the draft after Derrick Henry and Zeke Elliott, and he goes ahead of Kenneth Dixon, somebody who we like a lot. He's going to jump every, you know, he's, he might go as high as 1-5 in your rookie draft. Well, I mean, what, hap- what happens if a different scenario rolls itself out, though, but he ends up getting drafted in, like, the fourth round because there's some still some yeah. concerns about his foot, but he ends up in, like, Dallas. Oh, then. Then, I, then, then he's still going to be getting shot I think I think Dallas is going to be tricky. Know where, know where I think he'd be really good? Hmm. Indianapolis. I can see that. They definitely need to upgrade the position. I mean, Frank Gore, he's. He's still chugging along for some odd reason. I don't know how. It's Frank Gore, man. Yeah, no averages over a thousand yards every year. Every year, right? Yeah, basically, you sign him up, and he gets. I mean, last year I think he missed a thousand yards for the first time in a long time, but barely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he would do well there. And this goes back to my thing we've talked about before the show, where saying, "Hey, once this NFL draft comes, there's such a good mix here. Some of these guys are going to really." jump up and move down mm-hmm. the boards you know what i mean absolutely san francisco needs a receiver which were the who's going there so Callan kaepernick and overthrown i don't know well whatever we're we'll quarterback they draft yeah well i was gonna say we'll see about it but i mean he's something that really intrigues me a lot mm-hmm. like again not being you know my eyesight was on alex collins originally when i got to those kind of backs and then the more tape i got into jonathan williams it's like ooh because you had to go back to 2014. Right, so right. Yeah, you're yeah, looking at old tape. You see, so oh, he was. missed all 2015. Like, you know the name, but you're like, he missed right. all 2015. And it's easy to forget 2014. Because But then I was focused on all the rookies that are coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're like, you know, Sammy Watkins or somebody, it's kind of hard for me to kind of maintain. I'm trying to maintain with present dynasty and guys that are actually coming out. Right. So you forget about a guy like Jonathan Williams. And then you forget how good he is. And then you start watching this tape from 13 and 14. And you're like, oh, wow. This guy. S- silly rabbit. Yeah. This so, guy is the truth. At two three, that's who I was kind of. He's he's the other guy I was honestly debating between Mike Thomas and him. But so Paul you, Perkins. So you ended up getting both your guys there, huh? I ended up getting both. Of them. Right. But Paul Perkins again. I mean, I could easily take him as well. He's he's more. I would consider Paul Perkins in a PPR league a safer pick. But Jonathan Williams has the higher upside. All right. All right. So you're on the clock at two four. At two four, I am gonna select. Hunter Hurst Henry Ooh. Triple H no first line. tight end off the board. Yeah, and I think um the most talented guy, like clearly the the best option at tight end, and it and I mean at the fourth pick in the second round, you're getting the the best viable you know in a weak class yeah in a weak class fantasy option I think at tight end. So and I think the more that we, we were talking about the other day, they were digging about it. We were digging in about these tight ends. Like there's a lot of intriguing names. Right. Tyler Higby right. Rising up my board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I add him to the Dynasty Nerd rankings. I can't, he wasn't in there, but Tyler Higby, mm-hmm. Austin, Austin Hooper, Hooper, right? Ben Braunecker, right? And then Nick Vanette from Ohio State. Yep. All not going to be second round guys. You forgot Jarrell Adams, too. And Jarrell Adams, yeah. too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. where it's like a weak class, there's intrigue there because one of those guys is going to paint out and be pretty sweet. Right. Right. There's the guy, uh, I can't remember his name offhand. The guy that uh, played basketball and is. is transitioning right I now. I don't know from, his name either, yeah. Baylor or whatever? Correct, correct. I can't think of his name offhand. But as of somebody, right now... Somebody like, tweet that at us. Yeah, let us know. Uh-huh. And Hunter Henry, on some people, he's the number one tight end on the board. Some people, he's not. Like I said, some people really like Tyler Higby. Like, lately. There's a push. I mean, I can see why people, why, why people would like them. Um, I think 
I think uh, personally Henry just has the best all around game. He's going to be on the field more, and he's definitely receiving. I mean, oh for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the other guys are more like kind of tailored just towards receiving. You know, instead, I think you're right on that one in, too. Instead of being an all around tight end. Um, which I think Hunter Henry is. He's not a great blocker, um, but he's willing. He can block. He's willing. Mm-hmm. He does get pushed around a bit. He takes, you know, he's kind of high in 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 his point of attack leverage type of thing, so he gets pushed back a he's bit. He's big. But he's big, man, and, and he really is the best all-around guy in this draft, the way that I see it, at least. No, and I agree. So, I mean, at 2.4, I think that's kind of stealing for me because you know how we all like the tight ends. And I kind of agree on that. Right. I love the tight ends. So I'm on the clock. You are on the clock. We're at 2-5. We're getting to the middle of the round. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of intriguing people here. All right. There's, there's a lot of guys I, I like. And I want to I stick with my Ohio roots here and go Braxton Miller for upside. But there's another receiver I've been watching a lot of lately. And the more I watch, the more I, I really like. And that's Malcolm Mitchell, wide receiver. Okay. Georgia. Now, he's an outside receiver. 673 of his 722 snaps came on the outside. Now, Mitchell, he's six foot. 198, I think. Yeah, I could take that. Right. It's on, it's on a, he's on a clunker. Oh. This guy who was considered like, he was considered like a top prospect before hurting his ACL. And he, unfortunately, he hurt his ACL the first game of the 2013 season, celebrating a top early 75-yard touchdown. That. Couldn't be a worse way to do it. You it's know? like Grammatica out there. Right, right. So, but Malcolm Mitchell's skill, and the, the problem is his sample size is smaller because then he had to come back from the ACL. And a lot of people say he didn't really come back until this year. Right. He did have a, um, I mean, he came back obviously in, in 2014 from the 2013 injury, but he, he really had a subpar year, uh, especially from his standard. Yeah. I mean, but this is a guy, he's a good route runner. He forced 13 missed tackles on just 58 receptions last year. So he can move with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And he adjusts to poor passes. And he's somebody with me, again, without that injury, this guy would be much higher prospect. And just from watching the tape, what I see of him, it looks like this guy could be more than just like a wide receiver three in my team. Right. You know what I mean? He has the upside there. And from a generally um, just slow wide receiver crop, I mean, he ran a pretty decent 40 at the combine as well. I know that's not like the end all be all, but. He ran a four four five, and uh, just, I like it. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a nice little you know feather in his cap there. Yeah. So to me, out of everything that's left on the board here, again, it's between Braxton Miller's upside or Malcolm Mitchell's upside, and I'm gonna take the for sure thing receiver again. It might flip flop here, but as of right now, I feel pretty good about Malcolm Mitchell. Okay, same feel pretty good. That's not really the right kind of. Well, I mean, I you use. compare you compare his stats and production to you know Bra- uh, Braxton Miller's, and it blows it out of the water. Yeah, I mean, obviously Braxton Miller's you know switch positions is is senior year, and um, they didn't they didn't have a ton of passing yards. Period in that no. offense, they pretty much just ran Zeke. And you know, and you know, everybody's just pulling their hair right now. Like, how you know they're still saying how are these guys not taking Will Fuller yet? Right. Well, obviously, we're not big fans. I, I forgot about him. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Small hands. Yeah. Small hands. Uh, drops like, balls. Smells like cabbage. Yes. So, uh, again, I'm taking Malcolm Mitchell. All right. Again, not a lot of tape on him the show, but the tape I have seen of him not being hurt, jumping up, celebrating, and clutching his knee, I've liked. Right. There. I agree with you. You know, coming from a prestigious school that produced such wide receivers as A.J. Green, 
<laughs> so that's my pick, 2-5. You're on the clock. We're at pick 2-6. What are you giving me? 2.6. I'm going to go ahead and take another guy I see as a huge just value at this point in the draft because he's the number one player at a position, and I'm going to take Jared Goff. Okay. Um, I just think at, at this point in the draft, I, I, I think he's a, he's a nice little value for me. Um, he is for me for my rankings. He's far and away the the better the best quarterback prospect in this draft. Far far and, and away. And we talked about this as Browns fans, right? Saying we both agree that for us it's Jared Goff at two, one at pick second pick overall in the NFL draft, and then there's nobody else, right? We were talking about you know Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he's good. Right. Miles Jack is good, but nobody's good until you have a quarterback. Exactly. And we and I was telling you, I'm the same way. To me, it's Jared Goff. Again, this Carson Wentz mania. Yeah, I like, you know, Carson Wentz has a potential to be a good NFL quarterback. Even though he was only 40% on throwing balls past 20 yards, I think mm. Jared Goff is like 65%. You know, I don't like that stat. You mentioned the, the other quarterback at North Dakota State. Guess what? He didn't lose either. Right, exactly. He put up good stats. Yeah, the, the backup quarterback when, when Carson Wentz went down, he was fine. They didn't skip a beat. Right. So, yeah, I mean, trust me, these NFL scouts know way more than I do. They sure do. But for me, it's Jared Goff and then Carson Wentz. Can you hear me? Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, you big mother. Yeah, I don't care. So, and like I always tell us, like, too, if you put Cardale Jones on North Dakota State, it's going to be pretty sweet. You know, you put sweet, Paxton yeah. Lynch on right. North Dakota State, it's going to be pretty sweet. Right. So, again, I agree. So, the biggest beef you're going to get with this pick is it's a quarterback. I understand. Um, and I think at this point in this draft, I'm okay with that. Because he could be, I think he's going to be one of those guys that's an answer for years and years and years, and the rest of these guys are crapshoots. I agree. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Now, does pretty good help you in fantasy football? No, but I, I, I understand what you're saying, the upside here. Like, if he's, this guy's, he's the one that I see that has the most upside to be one of the upper echelon guys. Like Marcus like, Mariota category. Like He's okay. the only one that I see that has that. Yeah. And if you're getting, so yeah, and I mean, the best way to put it is, if you're getting the number one quarterback in a class who goes as high as like one, you know, second overall in NFL mm-hmm. draft, right? And he could be a really good quarterback, and you're getting late in the second round, and then you could start him on your dynasty roster. We talked about this before. Uh, I was going to talk about det- uh, in detail last week. I why you should wait on taking a quarterback in my rookie startup draft, and I was just saying because you can get a guy. I took Jameis Winston in like right. the eighth round, who I love. And you can start in your roster for 10 years. I mean, I don't know if you've checked out his stats, but, I mean, just this past year he threw for 4,700 yards and 43 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's not all going to translate because it's not going to be the same kind of offense that he's going to be running in the NFL that he, that he ran in college. But he can read defense. He's going call audibles. He's accurate. He can put up numbers, man. And, yes. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but fantasy football is completely about numbers i'm all about those numbers <laughs> right. boss. you don't get you don't get points without getting the numbers so um wait how do you get points the numbers eight six seven five three oh nine yeah that's one of them call me jenny yeah, that's right moving on uh, no but yeah again you know what i want my quarterback to be smart and accurate right and that's what he is that's what i want right you know how you'd be successful in the nfl just be smart and accurate right. it doesn't matter if you could throw the ball 70 yards downfield off the back of your foot is that nice 
Yeah, if you're accurate. Yeah, if you can <laughs> throw it where you want it, right. So, I mean, most passes are under 20 yards in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want somebody to get the ball where it needs to be and m- throw it right when it needs to be thrown. Yeah, I agree, you man, and, and be able to not throw into triple coverage and not, you know, be able to look off some defenders and stuff like that and just have a presence, man. The guy has good pocket presence. You, you want to know why Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer? Because he's smart. And he's extremely accurate. He's extremely accurate. I mean, yeah. Drew Brees might be one of the most accurate quarterbacks mm-hmm. I've ever seen right. in my life. And this guy's been playing forever. So if Jared Goff, now I'm saying Jared, not Jared Goff isn't Drew Brees, but I'm saying if you can pick Drew Brees from the year, first year he gets into the Saints, right? Right. To have him for the next 10 years, and you're getting him at 2 6, that's stealing. Yeah, it is. Those are the guys that win you championships. So we take them late. Again, that's not saying, oh, it's a bet. It's a, this is just a reality of dynasty fantasy football. Right. Unless you're somebody like Andrew Luck, who will go like second overall, or you know maybe behind Trent Richardson. Right. Or Jameis Winston, for example. You know, I'm not putting him up in that category. Oh, he's not. No. But he's you know, the best of this group and the guy that I see with the highest upside. Those are the only guys that are really going to go in the first round. Right. Right. I think even Cam Newton in our dynasty nerds draft fell to the second round. He did. You know, yeah. so again, it's just supply and demand. Yeah. And I think Jared Goff, would I take him here? Probably not. I actually had him written down on my mock draft board and I scribbled his name out just because it's like, you know what? I'm not taking a quarterback here. That's fine. But at the same time, I already regret taking out because I would take, I would want to take Jared Goff over Will Fuller like you did. Right, exactly. You know, just the upside there. And if you even have a quarterback, that's the thing too. Like if you have a quarterback and there's nobody you love here and you can get somebody like Matt said, the best guy at his position, you can draft him, sit him for a couple of years to let him develop anyways. You don't know where your quarterback right. situation is going to be in three years. I'm looking at my guys that, that I have left on my on my board here, and they're all starting to look a little bit like a gamble to me. Uh-huh. So that's why I decided go with Goff. I think he's the most sure thing at a position that's left. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the number one guy at a position too. So, I mean, that's like a double whammy, and, and I'm, that's how I could justify taking it right here. And I could justify you justifying taking them. All right. Cool. Justified. Justified. All right. So moving on. So my logical choice would be here is I'm shoot for the moon. All right. I'm going Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. Yeah. Now, again, raw, not a lot of film. Right. But he's somebody that I like. It's somewhat of a homer pick, I guess, suppose. But uh, it's a total it's homer not. pick, but I, I understand it. He, he has shown the most ridiculous athleticism i think out of anybody in this class i mean he just yeah. highlight we don't know where he's gonna line up yeah. on the field right and if i want to play like if, for like if i want to play it safe here right i can take somebody like richard higgins who's mm-hmm. one of the best route runners in this class right mm-hmm. i could be safe there and i could be or i can gamble on somebody like will fuller who i don't believe in at all i don't either so for me or even tajay sharp you know so for me here I, I'm at pick 2-7. I'm shooting for the moons. I'm taking the athlete. This is a guy that forced eight missed tackles on his 28 receptions. All right? Okay. And, again, he can do – we don't know where he's even going to play because he's just so athletic. And that juke move one of his in the first game of the year oh was like – It was disgusting. So, is he raw? Very. Yeah. Is, does he need time to develop? Yes. Yeah. But if he does – it could be a sick pick. Ridiculous. He's Watch got size. Right. He's got speed. Right. What you don't realize is a guy is six foot two. Yeah. That's what you really don't realize. Right. Yeah. He's a big dude, yeah. man. 
He's a big guy. Uh, he gets it, in and out of his breaks like a little guy too, man. He he can really move for being a guy that's six foot two. The athleticism is through the roof. Yeah. And this is a guy he may play some running back. Right. You know, he's what is what's nice about here is getting a guy at two seven is this is a guy that they'll probably manufacture touches for. You well, know, well, screen you, routes. Right. Uh maybe pass out of the backfield, maybe somewhere a little bit wildcat action. I mean, you mentioned, you know, maybe use him at running back. He ran for over 1,000 yards twice, two different times. I mean, I, I, obviously that's from the quarterback, from the quarterback position. position. but You're still running with the ball? Yeah. I mean, he, he ran for 715 yards in 2011, 1,271 in 2012, and uh, 1,068 in 2013 before, you know, injuring his shoulder at the end of the year and having to take 2014 off, basically. Um, so, I, I mean, the guy is just, when he has the ball in his hands, he makes things yeah. happen. To me, he, and it makes sense because where he played Ohio State, he played the slot at Ohio State. Right. Most dominantly. He played 293 of his 373 snaps mm-hmm. in the slot. And to me, having a 6'2 guy with his athleticism in the slot in the NFL would be tremendous. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, he reminds me a, a lot of, like, Percy Harving, obviously, similar um, okay. system uh-huh. and similar athleticism, but he's so much bigger than Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin was, you know. That's a really good comp. Right. Now, obviously, Percy Harvin always played receiver, but Percy Harvin is a really high draft pick. Right. But same thing, he was utilized. Remember, Percy Harvin used to get lined up in the backfield? Oh, yeah. You're right. That's a really good comp, but bigger and maybe possibly more athletic. Remember, Percy Harvin, before all these injuries killed him, I mean, he was an NFL MVP candidate at he, one point. He was tearing it up, yeah. A couple of years ago. He was right. killing it. So, Paul Perk, I love I, mean, I love the Percy Harvin comp. Yeah, I, I think that's the closest thing to him. I, I like that comp a lot. But more raw. But, oh, definitely more raw. Yeah, but that's where the upside is. Right. That's what the upside would be, would be, would, would be Percy Harvin. I'm feeling really good about this to pick 2-7 now. All right. But you know what I mean? So, like, I can, I can play it safe here, and other guys might go, like, People like my like other guys here, but I feel like taking Braxton Miller's shooting for the moon. Shooting for the moon, man. And I always told my mom I was going to be an astronaut one day. <laughs> so right. you're on the clock. Pick two eight. I'm on the clock. Two eight. I almost feel obligated. Do it. Do it. Do what? Oh, uh, what you're obligated to do? Um, I know what you're doing. You know what I'm doing? No, I don't. I mean, at this point in this draft, I, I'm going to have to go with Will Fuller. I knew it! I'm going to have to stop the slide. Six foot, 184. I'm not thrilled about having to do it, much like your your pick when you picked um, Derrick Henry, Derek Henry in, in the first round. I'm kind of down about it. Well, but, I mean, at this point, you you got to think that this is this is where the value lies for me. People have him going in the first round right. of the NFL draft. I, I don't There's ADP that. dynasty value here. But I'm still, yeah, I'm with you, man. I just can't take guys that have small hands and drop balls a lot. I can't either. I, I, I did because I had to. He was the best player left on the board for me. Super fast. He's really fast. He can get downfield, averaged over 20 yards a catch, 14 touchdowns last year. I mean, almost thirteen hundred yards, and but I sit here and look at his stats, and I hate it because it's one hundred forty-two yards, one hundred twenty-four, one hundred thirty-one, fifty-seven. Dude, 37. he has a thirteen point nine percent drop rate. He dropped ten of seventy-two uh, catchable balls. It's just like a yo-yo. Looking at his per game stats, eighty, one hundred thirty-one, forty-six, one fifty-two, thirty-seven, seventy-two, one thirty-six. It's just Dude. like. 
I, yes. I hate those guys. He's Ted Ginn. He's Desha- exactly. early Deshaun Jackson. He's one of those guys that helps the NFL team more than he's going to help your fantasy team. I, okay? I hate it, but at the, it, right here in this point in the draft, I'll go Again, for it. I w- we talked about it before that we didn't like him. There's some point we have to take this guy. It's just fair to our listeners. Right. He's, he's not on my board, man. He's not. He's, this is a guy, he doesn't, even, he doesn't have a broad route tree. No. Almost all his routes were go routes. Um, he, he caught almost no balls over the middle in traffic. None. And, yeah, he is really, some team falls in love with that fast speed and that deep route running. And that's great because guess what? That will help an NFL team. Right. That it will. will. It'll help open up the run game when he's running down the field and safeties are chasing after him. Yes. But. And I guess the best ability is reliability. And this guy will give you none of that. None okay. Of that. He might say one week, oh, he caught two balls for 80 yards and a touchdown. He had 20 points last week. Well, you're going to start him the next week. He's going to give you six points. Exactly. When he, with his one catch for 45 right. yards or uh, that'd be 55 yards for six points. Whatever. But yeah, I mean, again, we're taking him. We're, I'm taking him. You're taking of, him right out of obligation, basically, because almost like why I took Derrick Henry, right? Exactly why you took Derrick Henry. Because <laughs> we just sit here and knock it. But what he does well is he's really fast. He's a go route receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he has a almost all his routes run outside. But again, that 13 percent, nine percent drop rate. He has some oh, of the smaller hate. receiver yeah. hands in the NFL, mm-hmm. and that does not help. I mean, what about these bad weather games? You know, NFL plays longer than college football right. plays. And I just don't see it, man. I don't see. I don't see somebody you can count on. Now, we could. I mean, we could, we could have be made, wrong. We could have made a statement and not picked him here in the second round, but I don't think that's realistic to what's really going to happen. He's so. he's not going to last that long. And then because the and obviously most likely he won't be here when you pick. Exactly. So you have to make that decision. But if you asked Matt and I. Our recommendation would be not to draft Will Fuller. Oh, and if this was actually my team, I wouldn't. I wouldn't draft. No. Him. Well, same thing like rankings. Sometimes, like when I do my rankings on the board, like I have like you know Andrew Luck in like twenty something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I personally would not take Andrew Luck there because I'm not draft. And I explained that in last week's uh, podcast when I did my draft with my team that I just wouldn't take a quarterback there. But sometimes I feel in like certain running backs, like I have AP at a certain point. But most likely, I would never draft AP in a startup draft. Now, I again, I don't believe in you should only go young at receive, you know, at uh positions. You need that like oh yeah maturity. Right. That's how you win. People overvalue that youth in dynasty. That could be the biggest mistake you possibly make is just drafting youth. And we all know you do that because your rankings reflect that right. for startup drafts. Right. Um, and that's what the rankings are for. Like the rankings are for it's like startup draft. Like where would you rank this player in kind of a startup draft? And I always debate that with myself. I think I said it last week. Do I do my rankings on what, where would I draft this player? But at the same time, I don't think that's fair to our readers because this guy's was where I have him ranked overall. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's, it's kind of it's like kind of hard to do. And same thing with Will Fuller here. It's kind of like we should rank him here just because most we we are we, rank him we here. have to put him somewhere, but um, because he will be going in drafts higher than you know, probably higher than this. Yeah. Most likely. So. so that's the pick at where are we at? He's number two eight. Two eight, yeah. So two nine, I'm gonna take a receiver here who I I don't see a lot of upside with. Oh. But I see him as pretty safe. Okay. And again, a guy pretty safe at two nine who who does have some upside. Uh that's Rashard Higgins, wide receiver Colorado State. Now, I like him, he's one of the best route runners in this class. And He's not afraid to catch balls in traffic. He has really good hands. A lot of trouble with tra- 
uh, with past uh, press coverage. Okay, that's not that doesn't bode well. Yeah, but he ran a four six. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like to me when I see Richard Higgins, I see somebody that could be a really solid wide receiver three, which again is not a bad thing because you need those on your teams. But I see somebody that could kind of be a nice solid wide receiver three for a long time. Something I could, I could probably maybe down the road I could start on my roster as my wide receiver three and get consistency out of. Again, route running is a huge factor in NFL. You can be very successful and not very successful, but you could be successful in NFL if you could just run really good routes. And that's what Rashard Higgins does. All right, I'm with you. I don't. I mean, I don't have much to add to this. I I do agree with the fact that he. I don't think he's a high upside type of guy. Um, I can get down with that. He is kind of. He's kind of just blah, but. I think he is probably what he is. He's uh, an NFL player. Yeah, he's an NFL player. He's he will probably settle in as a wide receiver, four or five most likely. But he does have yeah probably enough potential to get up to wide receiver yeah, three. Exactly. I think I see the potential there just on his route running ability in the way he plays ball in the way he can catch balls in traffic. That this is somebody that might be a wide receiver three upside here. Again, with all the players left on the board here. Who like you know? Can I take CJ Precise? Yeah, but I'm gonna go receiver here, and okay. I'm taking Richard Higgins. Richard Higgins, it is okay. And you're on the clock at pick two ten. I am on the clock with two ten. I am gonna take a shot here on CJ Precise. Okay, I like it. it again, this guy is gonna jump up the boards. Um, he definitely could. He, I mean, he just he brings a. He obviously started his career there in at Notre Dame as a wide receiver, so you know he can catch passes out of the backfield. And that's his strong suit. That's definitely a strong suit. But he did, I mean, he took over this year kind of due to injury, and uh, he cracked 1,000 yards and uh, ended up catching 26 passes for right around 300 yards. Um, so he's, he's definitely a PPR, a PPR back. And he does break, I mean, he does break tackles. He, I mean, yeah, he definitely does. He ran really well at the combine. Um, and it's, it kind of falls back to the thing of how much tape is on him, though. Right, not a lot. He, but he's one got, year. He's got big. He's got he's got the size. He's six foot, uh, two twenty. Um, I just think at this point in the draft, he he's got enough upside that I'm willing to take a chance on him. Yeah, and to me, the I think what hurts him is he's just a huge gamble. This is a guy like you said. We have only one year oh, of yeah. big time ability. He, I know there's a set out there, like, he uh, he reached his second level, like, untouched a quarter of his total carries. That right. means he gained a lot of his, like, yards without even being touched. Which doesn't, I mean, that's not never going to happen in the NFL. No. And he, we don't, his pass protection is going to be a huge concern just because he doesn't have a lot of experience Right, only one year on the field. even being a running back. Right. So, and he, he's a guy who switched over from wide receiver to running back, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. But, again, it's just, you know, where's... What, where's all the production? It's now he's one of those guys could be really good, but for me, there's just not enough tape to make him go higher than this. No, and I don't think you should go higher than this. I I was kind of if he even taking him here, but I think he's got enough upside, um, just with his catching ability and 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 just the fact that he's pretty new to the position that yeah. I'll that I'll take him here. Okay, I like it. Yep, pretty good. Um. I'm going to go on here, and I'm going to take a guy at 211. I'm going to take Tajay Sharp. All right. Now, Tajay Sharp is a wide receiver out of Massachusetts. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this is a guy that has really good hands. 
He dropped just seven passes and 204 balls in two seasons. Pretty solid, right? That's very solid. And the biggest knock on him is just going to be his competition. He right. played at UMass, but he did play two games against uh, upper echelon competition, which would be um, power five opponents, as PFF kind of call it. Okay. And when he did play those guys, he, he grayed out well. He still had good games against them as well. And let's face it, smaller school receivers end up being pretty good. Oh, I mean, there's there's definitely enough of them sprinkled throughout the league that, you know, you don't have to come from a big place to, to be big in the NFL yeah, or do big things in the NFL. He's a big receiver. He's yeah, I mean, really productive yeah, there. He's six foot three. I mean, that's that's really good size. He's a little lean, but yeah, but that's still, all right. But he's still, he's still somebody that caught 73% of his passes mm-hmm. that were thrown his way. So he's catching balls. Right. He didn't, have a, great, he didn't have a great average, you know, only, only around 12 yards a catch this past season. But he's he caught, a mess. He cut, yeah, I mean, he caught a ton of balls, though, 111 balls, 1,300 yards. Um, you'd like to see a, a few more touchdowns. Uh, he only had five touchdowns this past year. But, I mean, the past, this year and the year before, he, he, he finished right around uh, 1,300 yards both seasons. So, I mean, he's definitely done it on a consistent basis. Um, and here at this pick, I, I, I don't see a reason not to take him. Going upside. Yeah. Big, we both love big receivers right, absolutely. that we can get. Right. And I could take probably you know, the second best tight end here. But, again, this is where we said, too. The dra- NFL draft is going to kind of shape up the, the mid the mid-second round to all the way up to the third. You know what I mean? It's going to mm-hmm. change a lot of things up here. But I like Tajay Sharp. So, He's one of those guys right now, like, if he lands in the right spot and he stays in his spot, it's like, oh, okay, it doesn't surprise me. But then if he lands in a bad position, he drops way late, then you move him down the board. Right. This guy, he went to UMass. He did go to UMass. So that's who I'm taking. All right. 2-11, my last pick in the second round. Right, and now I get my last pick. Who do I want to make the last pick and the last person that we talk about today? I am going to pick with the twelfth pick in the second round. I'm gonna take Sharon Peak. Love it. Wide receiver Clemson. Six two two oh nine. Yeah, man. Um big another, body guy. Another big body guy. They seem to just be kind of pumping these guys out of Clemson the past few years. Yeah. Um, I, and I love it's like the opposite of the Wisconsin running backs. These guys all pan out. Right. Yeah. I I hope that it this isn't the fluky one that doesn't. But I mean, at the at the end of the second round, I think definitely worth the gamble. Um, I could see him moving up the board. He's 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 he's, one, he's somebody on me that I haven't dug in completely on the tape. Mm-hmm. But he's somebody I have like when I draft, I put a star next to some people's oh, names. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna he gets a star next to his name. I mean, he hasn't had like the the. Biggest production ever. Um, obviously, until this year, he's had a ton of great wide receivers there ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but he, he kind did, of what we talked about Martavis Bryant. Like, there's right. other people there ahead of him. Right. He kind of didn't have a time to shine. Right. Exactly. Um, ran a four four five. He ran a four four five. He he uh, had 50 receptions for 716 yards, um, five touchdowns this past year. He's um, big. He is big. He's a big play type of guy. Um, I just I'm fights for the ball, fights after the catch. Um just a big time player, man. Yeah. I, so these, he's very intriguing, man. These Again. are the kind of these are the kind of guys that um they have a skill set that I like and I'm willing to take chances on. The right situation, the right coaching, he could be a very solid NFL right. receiver. Again, we're talking upside here. Like 
a guy who can be a wide receiver two mm-hmm. on your fantasy team. Good pedigree coming from Clemson. Right. They obviously have an eye for talent at receiver. They groom them well. Absolutely. Right? And Sharon could be one of those guys. He can peak. Oh, man. Like my word on play on words? I love your word on plays. Plays? Uh-huh. That's what you're about to As say. As in play calling or <laughs> Shakespeare? <laughs> my. Oh, my God. To peak or not to peak? This is getting terrible. That is the question. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the last pick in the second round. You can't go wrong here. No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I of think... course, you can go wrong here. What are you talking about? Uh, it's a second round pick, man. Uh, it's the last pick. I no, I agree. I think you're getting really good value here yeah. at the end of the pick. Sharon's one of those guys that I could easily see jumping up the boards here. Uh, I could, you know, come four weeks from now, I could see me taking Sharon ahead of you know Rashard Higgins or Tajay Sharp. Well, I mean. Me personally, I, I mean, I don't see a lot of upside with either one, either one of those guys you just mentioned. So that's easy choice for you. Easy choice for me. Yep. Well, well, easy breezy cover girl. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Take them. Well, all right, take them then. So yeah, I agree. So let's go back through the picks. All right. Two one. Mike. Thomas. Mike. Southern Thomas. Miss. Yep. Pick two two. We went Paul Perkins, running back, UCLA. Pick two three. Running back, Arkansas, Jonathan Williams. Pick 2-4, Hunter Henry, tight end, Arkansas. Pick 2-5, we went Malcolm Mitchell. Wide you receiver, went. Georgia. Right. I went. Okay, yeah, I went All Malcolm right. Mitchell. Pick 2-6, Matt went. The top-rated quarterback, Jared Goff. Ugh. Uh-uh. Pick 2-7, yeah. I went Braxton Miller. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. I like that. I do actually I actually do like that pick. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Sharon section. Pick two eight. Matt went. I hate this pick, and it was Will Fuller. Boo. Yeah, I boo myself on that one. Loser. If I could do that again. So you'd have you'd come away with uh Leonte Carew and Will Fuller. Ugh. At least you got one good player. Man, no kidding. Pick two nine. Rich selects. Rashad Higgins. Uh huh. Now you're feeling sheepish because you know that Sharon route runner, Sharon Peak is still out there. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it kind of goes back to your uh, Devonte Booker pick. It's kind of yeah. like oh, maybe I should have taken Sharon Peak here. Right, right. Good thing it's only a mock draft. Exactly. As you mock me. All right. So we're so at two eleven. Pick. Uh, no, we we uh, missed the CJ Procise pick uh, at two ten. Oh, two ten, and then go to two eleven with Tajay Sharp. Yep. And then at two twelve. Sharon Peak. Sharon Peak. I like that name too. Sharon right. Peak. All right. Smells good. Feels good. Catches good. All right. I don't know about any of the other stuff, but. All right. Well, that's it. Catches good. That's our second round rookie mock draft. All right. Get us ready for all the upcoming events. Remember, hashtag September Madness. If you're even excited about remotely what I said, send some of those tweets my way at Dynasty Rich. Okay. I want to see how many. I want to gauge how many people are even excited just off of that quick mention I gave. Right. We have sixty-four slots to fill. That's a yeah, lot. that's a lot. Yeah, for sure. It is. That's a lot of people. But when you have a lot of podcast listeners such as ourselves, okay, we should be okay. All right. And if you don't have Twitter, uh, to get on this, you'll obviously be able to get on it on by email as well. We'll figure. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. ways to. My to goal is like this week by next week's episode, I like to start signing people up. Okay. I guess is the best way to put it. I want to have you pay on PayPal or something on the site. And I think I think twenty dollars is a good fair 
payment, right? Uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Yeah, because I mean, at the same time, it's like the first week, thirty-two people are going home. Right. But I mean, how exciting is that? The very first week of the season, you're in the playoffs. Yeah, it's definitely cool, man. <sighs> Talk um, about hard nipples. I mean, with everyone doing these daily leagues, you know, that is just kind of like getting in a twenty-dollar daily league, but it just keeps going. Yeah, so. just keep. Yeah, you're right. I'm kind of over the daily leagues, so. though. I never was in them. Yeah, not a big fan. So. Like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich for all the good questions. And send all the crappy ones to me at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Matt over there because, well, you know, there's good advice, there's bad advice, there's yin, there's yang. Exactly. There's there, good, there's bad. There can't be light without the dark. There's Will Fuller, Ugh. and there's Braxton Miller. There's Derrick Henry, and then there's somebody that's good. Zeke Elliott. <laughs> um, of course, you can follow the website at DynastyNerds.com. If you want to check out our Rookie rankings, you can get on DynastyNerds.com and click on rankings, click on rookies. And if you want to see where the world is taking these rookies, best way to do that is get on DynastyNerds.com and check out our rookie ADP. Again, all this stuff is free. Totally free. And to keep it free, we need your help. You mm. can do that by buying a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt with their tri-blend. They're the best fabric in the world. So soft and comfy. Just click shop. You can see the picture. And once you see the picture, just look at it and it'll be instant love. Mm-hmm. Cue the music. I have, a, I have a tri-blend on right now. Do you? So soft. How baby. comfortable are you? So it, You look comfortable. Yeah. The way you're laying out this info, exactly. comfortable. Couldn't do it if I wasn't comfortable. Uh, we have a donate page on there as well. You can always donate to the site. If everybody that listened to this podcast donated $1 a month, it would make DynastyNerds.com, as it already is the best Dynasty site in the world, the super best Dynasty <laughs> site in the world. <laughs> the and what's better than duper. best? The super, super best. duper best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, as, all, my, as my four-year-old would say. <laughs> again, all money, <laughs> as Matt, for, as, as his four-year-old James would say, uh, <clears throat> all money that comes in the site goes right back to the site. Mm-hmm. This, uh, I mean, I always just want to emphasize that. Like, when you guys buy shirts, again, it all goes right back in the site to make it a better site. Absolutely, so, man. Support what you love. We're always trying to work on new ways to make it better, but unfortunately, that does cost money most of the time. Mm-hmm. I just bought a new house. I'm broke. <laughs> the wife had to furnish it and buy stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm broke. Oh, the podcast, we're out of money. Got to go. So that's it. We'll be back next week for with more talk about Dynasty stuff, I guess. Of course. That's what the show's about, Dynasty stuff, right? Dynasty stuff. Well, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about some stuff. All right. Maybe some Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. People love that stuff. That, that's what usually what our pregame uh, is <laughs> always entailing. <laughs> Don't suck any Ds on your way to the parking lot. <laughs> Up until that one, we'll be back next week. Later, guys. Later. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.